Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is, get this, it's September 1st. Oh, wow. We're in September already. September already into 2021. Yeah. This is going to be over pretty soon. What, the year? The year. Yeah. And maybe more. What does that mean? <laughs> the pandemic, I would have thought it would be over. Well, my name is Chris and, and this is Daniel. Yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> I thought it would be over by now. Well, people need to get their shots, right? People I, are not for some reason. I read it's only like 51% of Americans have their vaccines. Is that an accomplishment or is it... Just, I thought it'd be more. Yeah. And that's the people who are eligible to, not just, not everybody. Yeah. So. I, you know what? I get both sides. Why? That it's like my body, my choice, but you're making the wrong choice. Okay. <laughs> it, it's, it affects everybody though. Yeah. People are getting sick that are already vaccinated. I, I totally get it. If you don't want to get the vaccine, that's your choice. You don't have to put something in your body. Mm-hmm. But like masks in public spaces and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you should wear a mask and it's not your right to not wear a mask. If the place if there, requires a, There is a mandate. Yeah. I mean, you're required to wear a shirt and shoes at restaurants and no one argues that. Like if the restaurant requires you to wear a mask, guess what? You have to wear a mask. And if you don't want to, don't eat there. Right. Right, right. It's not like the beach. I mean, are you required to wear a mask at the beach while you're swimming? While you're swimming? <laughs> it's a snorkel. You know, also, when we think about other countries, too, I think other countries, they have different access to vaccinations. So it's mm-hmm. a different story. Right. When they're also introducing the ideas of passports and all that. I think it makes sense a bit for the U.S., but other countries, are, their whole protest around it, I think it's because... Some of them just can't get it. Right. Yeah. Have access to it's it. just, there's not, they're not there. That kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, there's like, there's more important stuff to argue about, like Kanye's album dropping. <laughs> Finally. I didn't have a chance to listen to most of it. Me, yeah. It kind of dropped today as we're recording this. Yeah. To get, let you guys know. Yeah. I've only listened to like two tracks. Right. And one of them was like an introduction track. So it wasn't really a real track. Well, let's, do you want to talk about that track? It's just the chant. A lady saying Donda. 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 Sounds like Siri is broken or something and it's saying the same thing over and over. <laughs> um, jail. That's the track I want to talk about. Okay. You actually want to break it down? We're a music podcast now. Yeah. Guys, let you guys know. The listening copy podcast. <laughs> uh, Jay and Yay are back. Long yeah. live the throne. <laughs> Long live the... Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I've only listened to it once because it literally came out and then we started had to record this. So like, I'm going to listen to it as soon as we're done. But I'm just surprised that Jay-Z is on it. Well, there's also like some like digs at Kanye a bit and also like, but also like a welcoming thing, like, you know, yeah. where he's like dropping mm-hmm. kind of on the same topic, like the MAGA stuff. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I think there was a reason for him to be on the track. Sure. Yeah. And what do you think about his actual rapping? Does he still have it? Is it gone? Is he past his I mean, it's prime? Jay-Z. He's definitely past his prime, but it's still Jay-Z. I don't know. It's like... I think the game, and I'm speaking to this because I, I I know everything about hip hop. <laughs> Uh, the game has evolved, so his style seems dated, but he's still one of the best. So it's like, it's like I, I would see why young people won't like it yes. because he was gone for a while. Like he didn't do a lot of stuff, a lot of work. So the people that got into hip hop during that hiatus don't know that, don't know his stuff. So when he comes out, it does seem a little like dad rap. What is this, right? Yeah. I think it's slower. I think I think people say that about hip hop. Mm-hmm. It's faster now than it was before. And also, you know, he's behind. Rap doesn't have to have meaning anymore. It just has to be words. <laughs> I like to think about like these new rappers that have these mumble rap, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just part of the beat. What about that yeet though? <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Chalamet could be a world famous rapper <laughs> if he wanted to. 
Uh, yeah. Well, I definitely want to listen to the whole album. And if you, I don't know if you looked at the track list, it's had the track titles and then just Kanye under under each one. So like, it doesn't say who was featured on anything. Yeah. Is that kind? Of, what is the up with that? Is he just being selfish, or does Spotify I, not have the info yet? I think it's like, um, it's like you want to find who's on the track, you gotta listen to it, and you you're not just gonna listen to the ones because your favorite artist is featured on this. That's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. Yeah. I didn't think of that. I what you're saying right now, I do that sometimes like yeah some of my you know i like these rappers or these musicians mm-hmm. i look for the ones that way i have other rappers that are just featured on it yeah and i'll judge it on that song alone sometimes exactly like i like some guy's song just because i like the feature on it right yeah. yeah yeah so now i gotta listen to all of them thanks a lot kanye if they enjoy music ugh. i i do like kanye west though so i'm gonna I, listen to it me too me too uh i feel like it's been a long where i've in I've taken in a whole album like from front to back. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Albums are getting shorter too, but this one seems long. I, I at least on the track list. I don't know about the overall runtime. I had to scroll, yeah, for yeah. sure. So I also want to say, like, is being religious like the new cool? Wait, like a Bieber too? Yeah, Bieber's doing it. He's doing songs like Holy and then Kanye with Jesus is King album. Yes. Uh, why when they do it, it's cool, but when Chris Pratt talks about it, he's outcast from Hollywood. I don't know. Is he? on the outs i don't think he's on the outs but it's just like there's an awkward tone in everything now he was the only one to do jurassic world because he doesn't believe in dinosaurs (laughs) (laughs) what because he's so religious like no dinosaurs are not real i don't believe in them right so So it's like it's not even anything to worry about he's not scared in jurassic world (laughs) it's never gonna happen right (laughs) all right we better start talking about comic books yeah Chris Pratt, where you at? Chris Pratt. Um, yeah, I want you to explain what we really talk about on this show. Okay, so we get into religious talk for a bit, and then we get into comic book news. We get into the middle. We talk about a great comic book. This time around, for uh, the release of Shang-Chi, we're going to be doing a comic book called Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Right. And then we're going to finish up with our side stories, where we talk about when watching, reading, anything uh, we've been doing to listening, keep ourselves entertained. Listening Maybe listening. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Put that on the list. All right, yeah, there's definitely something we need to talk about on the news, so let's get to it. Hello, Peter. <laughs> this this came out like a day after we recorded last week's episode. Was it? I think so. Wow. So, okay. so it's like everyone has seen this, I think, about 350 million times, billion times. Billion, trillion. Yeah. yeah. But of course, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer came out. Yes. Uh, a long-awaited trailer for the Spider-Man a movie. Uh, and it, apparently it's like spreading well, like wildfire. People are loving this mm. this trailer and I, it's understandable. It's the highest view count in the first 24 hours, right? Of, on YouTube. Yes. As uh, a record now. Second was uh, Avengers Endgame for a long time, right? It was, mm. it was the first before this. Now... Uh, it's 350 million views. Million or billion? I think million. Okay, in 24 hours. Global views. Yeah, 24 hours. That's yeah. that's the So that's caveat. the real Yeah, like that's a lot in 24 hours. Yes, totally. A million of those is just me. <laughs> on rewind, <laughs> get it in the background. Multiple tabs. Yeah. What do you think of the trailer? What what did you like surprise that? What do you think is like missing? Cuz I I think there's a lot that we are not like told yet in right. this trailer. I mean, Tom Holland mentioned that's just the tip of the iceberg what mm. you're seeing. And it's a teaser trailer. There's definitely got to be sure. some reveals in the other trailers that they're holding on to for now. Mm. But uh, it kind of surmised like how we're going to lead into these people from the other universes getting mixed up into Tom Holland's universe. Is he even the same one? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, we're getting the villains of the other Spider-Man movies. 
Right. We knew Jamie Foxx was going to be in it. Yeah. Back as Electro. And we knew that um, Alfred Molina was going to be back as Doc Ock. And he is like shown in the trailer. Right. Prominently. Definitely. Hello, Peter. Right. Yeah. Like you said. Um, and then Doctor Strange is in this a lot, almost more than Tony Stark was in any of the Spider-Man movies. Like just from the trailer alone, it looks like he's a big part of the movie. Big uh, component of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also think he's the, the source of all the problems he He's the mm. one that okay. So in this in the trailer, of course, you've see, you've seen it. Yeah, you audience, where you've seen it. Yes. But he's the reason uh, everything's amok because he's right. casting the spell for everyone to forget that Peter Parker is Spider Man. Right, just from the effects of the last movie, Far From Home, the world knows his identity now, and he hates it. Right, because of Mysterio. Yeah, uh, Ray Mysterio. <laughs> so he's the source of all the issues. Doctor Strange, like he should know better not to cast the spell. Wong told him, "Don't do it." I mean, also you're. The Sorcerer Supreme? Yeah. Come on, guy. Wasn't this in the reading you've done this whole time? Hey, don't do this. It's black magic or whatever it is. Maybe put the warning in the front. Label, right? Like the hazard symbol <laughs> on the on the tome <laughs> that yep. you're getting it from? Um, in the trailer, they make it look like the spell kind of broke or something because Peter wouldn't shut up. Because <laughs> he, yeah, you just, you can't ignore him. Also, he's like, maybe he's wishing for something else differently. Like in the inside? In the inside, yeah. yeah. Like he wants only some, most to forget, but not his close right. uh, family members or friends. And then it's just like Doctor Strange, like the, the city is like bending and weird shapes and stuff and there's like the train scene where like multiple trains appear and it it just seems like the dimension the reality is all messed up now totally like um is it just the stuff around them is are all these different universes these earths crashing Mm -hmm. together like it's like the comic book like in battle world like the the secret wars type of thing are we jump on the gun on that a bit or is it is it are these just people getting leaked into his universe the mcu right so what's what's the scenario i don't know there's the line that says like um it's because you're trying to live two lives right yeah and it's almost like a play on words like two lives like spider-man peter parker but also like spider-man amazing spider-man <laughs> sam raimi sam raimi spider-man maybe like I, I don't know what's gonna happen but it does feel like dr strange is kind of chasing him a bit in in certain parts of the trailer like yeah he's almost like, like the train scene you're talking about Mm -hmm. it almost looked like they were fighting so there's plenty of theories and rumors going around the internet now yeah that are all like everyone's dissecting every frame of this trailer of course yeah like us so one of the big theories is that this is not dr strange oh really that it is mephisto yet again ralph boner himself and it, that's why he does the, tri- the the spell, even though Wong told him not to. And like that's why it might look like he's attacking Peter Parker at some scenes. The scene where like he pushes Peter out of Spider Man. Right, like the ancient one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this is not Doctor Strange. And, and Peter Parker in the comics has a long history with Mephisto. Yeah, kind of a strange pairing there. But uh, that might be seem out of the blue. But because of the comic book origin, mm-hmm. it does make sense. Mephisto was the one that granted uh, Peter Parker this wish to, I think... Have everyone forget. For everyone forget, yeah. Yeah, but and, at uh, a cost. Yeah, One More Day, I believe is the name of the storyline. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely like, you know, hints from it in the comics that why this theory could have some legs but I, I, I don't th- believe it you just hate the internet and just, their opinions no it's just like this one specifically you're not yeah, agreeing with I, this one specifically I, just, I think that is Doctor Strange I think he did mess up the spell or whatever and I think he's just that big of an ego 
to do it, even though Wang told him not to. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that too, and I don't like it. <laughs> Doctor Strange is like that though. Sometimes he he's the best. Like, uh, it feels like the Doctor Strange from Doctor Strange in the movie mm-hmm. instead of like Infinity War Doctor Strange, where he's really serious. That I and mean, these, that was half the universe. These are serious matters too, like rewriting people's thoughts and all that, and memory of somebody. You shouldn't be playing around with this. I mean, you're the you're the dude. You're the the guardian of the mystic arts. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, I guess yeah. Right. Um, there's uh plenty of other things that happen in the trailer. Like it's there's a lot of scenes that are like only like four frames. So totally. you really like blink and you'll miss it. Scenes like um the electricity hitting and it's like that's probably when he's fighting Electro. Yes. Um, of course there are other villains that are Easter egged. I guess there's um Sandman might be one of them. You can f- hear some rushing in the is background that, because I I think it is. I don't think it is. I don't you, think he's in this movie. You think it's just nature? Because it's it happens when the electricity from Electro hits the ground and then it like you know it has a big like explosion oh. and people are saying like oh that's Sandman but I'm like no I think it's just the electricity causing all the dirt to hit the, like jump out. I th- uh, I, I'm kind of hoping it was. I felt like his portrayal in uh, number three mm-hmm. it was not that bad. It I think it was wrapped up in a movie that was not great but I kind of thought he could do a good job for that character. I think he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, he was yeah. in George's The Jungle. As a bad guy, right? Yes. <laughs> the true <laughs> villain of true villain. No Way Home. <laughs> Um, there's a like very dark scene that I didn't know what was going on, but uh-huh. people say like that's the lizard. Right. Initially, we're like, oh, it's Venom. Finally, it's connecting mm-hmm. together. So but dark. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think it's a lizard? Um, could be. Kind of does look like the shape of the lizard. Um, but then he does this thing where like he tries to like claw him, claw Peter Parker. Oh. But it's almost like he hits a force field or something like a magical orange force field that maybe Doctor Strange has made. So it, I think it's almost like if I had to guess th- what the scene is. It's like Doctor Strange has made like like almost like a force field around them and he can see all these like timelines happening. Like they're not in the timeline. Oh, but he it's can like see a portal? Like, kind of like a portal or like a mirror world where he could be like in this dimension whatever Spider-Man was attacking fighting the lizard in this dimension he was fighting Dr. Octopus so he could see all these other Spider-Man's lives isn't that like exactly what happens with Madame Web in the cartoon exactly yeah right Spider-Man I don't know why but he's deep in like Spider-Verse stuff multiverse stuff multiversal things yeah Yeah. so Dr. Strange might be the gateway to that kind of stuff for Spider-Man it makes sense so I, I don't I don't think Lizard will be like a big threat or a big villain. I think he's almost just like a cameo. I mean, if there's six of them and this is going to be the Sinister Six, that's kind Mm -hmm. of a lot to handle. Uh, Okay, I also think this is not going to be Sinister Six, but I think it's going to be the lead-in to Sinister Six. The next Spider-Man will be Sinister Six. Next Spider-Man after this. Yeah. So what, this is going to entry them into the the world? Yeah, this is just going to introduce them to Tom Holland. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, these might be really short because I'm going to say that's a lot of villains to juggle in a in right. one movie mm-hmm. we didn't really talk about the main one yet the, like spider-man's main villain green goblin yes with his laugh <laughs> avenge me <laughs> um i this is my favorite spider-man villain i think this is his biggest uh, biggest villain yeah it also doesn't make sense to me it's like this why corporate head that's fighting this teenager but he has like um like his mind is messed up from like the stuff he did to become stronger okay i guess in the movies that one movie it makes sense but in the comics he's doing it for like decades he's fighting this teenager for decades <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like a dual identity crisis he has okay um 
Yeah, but I, I it's William Defoe. That voice is Goliath undeniable, mm-hmm. and I I really liked William Defoe. Yeah, he was amazing, right? Yeah. Um, people say that Spider Man was outrageous and the acting was kind of ridiculous mm-hmm. at some points, and I could see but, I that. Mean, like, it fit for that movie though. It's one of those early on comic book movies. They want yeah. to get the comic book melodrama feel. Right. Raimi was definitely going for that, and it took wait until the second movie to get a bit more serious. I'll say Spider Man Two is my favorite Spider Man. Right. And I'm one of the for me one of the best comic book movies of all time. We've made list about this already i yeah i believe it's on the top um that's why people are so excited to see alfred molina back because yeah. do you think he was like the he's the most compassionate or like relatable villain i think of all yeah. of these so that makes yeah, sense he did have a little bit of a redemption at the end true yeah so um why is he still mad at peter <laughs> it depends on if the arms are controlling him still a bit right oh right because uh they're haywire right and mm-hmm. now they're underwater for a long time that's why he got saved <laughs> Do you have any theories about what's going on in this movie? Because it is a little bit kind of like just thrown together. Do you think there's a bigger bad or is this all real or what's what's going on? Um, Thinking about this now, because it's so much of a mess with all these villains from different universes, I think it kind of makes sense here. Our theory about them going into like a separate universe, like he gets booted out of the MCU at a certain point and has to fight or gets connected mm-hmm. to the Morbius and Venom movies. Right. Maybe... I guess that can make sense now because it's just like this. Someone's trying to do it. Yeah. How can they connect these together? There's plenty of more theories. Theories that were around way before even the the trailer came out. Do the other Spider-Man show up? How now seeing this trailer? Oh yeah. How likely do you think that theory is true? That rumor is true. I think they do show up, and I think it's wow. gonna be uh not just quick uh, cameos. I think they're gonna have maybe not as much as like in Into the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. but I think they're gonna have some parts of like teaching him, teaching this Peter Parker, the other Peter Parker, gonna teach him a bit about like multiversal stuff. Maybe they've dealt with it already. Wow. some point okay and then another big theory is that daredevil will appear and it's charlie cox's daredevil so the theory with that this whole time was like a court case right where like he's gonna prove that he's not peter that peter parker is not spider-man who cares yeah. now there's like multiversal stuff going on so like minuscule in the scale of what's going on <laughs> exactly so I think maybe less likely now because it's like so. I think there's, there's a trial and it is Charlie Cox and he's like defending him and he's on on the stand and Charlie's like saying the opening statements or whatever and then like Doctor Octopus attacks and he's like never mind this doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you think it's like maybe it's just the beginning of the movie and it's like the whole world thinks it's him because this is obviously a big Daredevil storyline. Yeah, is everyone finds out. Um, Daredevil's identity Matt Murdock is Daredevil yeah so the secret identity thing is kind of revolves around Daredevil a lot gosh like maybe it happens after Doctor Strange messes up the spell Hmm. so that way like you can kind of pick and choose what you're pulling from in outside MCU stuff so like I'll take Daredevil from Netflix but uh, Luke Cage Iron Fist don't don't go anywhere just stay where you're at stay over there (laughs) I I don't know I think uh, it could be the beginning of the the whole thing that makes sense to me and they're just gonna say like it's been part of the whole MCU the whole time those TV shows okay I don't know about that I I still believe it is um yeah, I don't know. Okay. Here's what I think. I think he does show up, right? In the okay. beginning, like you said, maybe. And then all this stuff happens, right? And then um, all these events from Spider-Man's history, meaning all these villains, come now into this universe. And, and for some reason, like, they know, like, Doc Ock thinks that's Peter and not Tobey Maguire. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, he looks different. So in his mind, it's just like, oh, you're Spider-Man. You're the same exact thing, right? Like, it's not two different Spider-Man to him. So, like, his mind is altered too, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's like, almost like he's under a spell. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe, like, all the villains show up and they're kind of, like, the same mind state. Like, th- this Tom Holland is Spider-Man, my Spider-Man, right. for they're some s- reason. They're seeing him, like, yeah. just seeing his face as the Peter Parker they know. Yeah. And I think there's a cliffhanger end of the movie type thing where it's, like, the other Spider-Man show up and Charlie Cox shows up as Daredevil and, like, you're going to need our help. Oh, I see. And they're, what, they're just used to this whole, like, backwards world already where everyone has a different view of things? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe Doctor Strange is like, it's like pulling them from like, oh, Tobey Maguire, you know how to defeat Green Goblin. I'll get you. And Andrew Garfield, you know how to defeat Electro. Yeah. I'll get you. And and I think maybe one of the members of the Sinister Six, I think, is um, Kingpin. Oh, what? Was he just uh, plotting in the background? And Yeah. And then Daredevil's there for Kingpin. Okay, I see. All right. <laughs> I like it, but it's like Kingpin is like, he's not an action hero, not an action villain as much so. He won't be fighting as much as the other villains, right? No, he's like in the background. But you just want Daredevil in the mix because they're obviously tied together as much as Spider-Man Kingpin is. Right. Okay. It seems like a long shot and it also seems like a bad story. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of they need to tutor him, right? I think um, throughout the whole time they... They're older than when they finished their movies, you know, Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. and Andrew Garfield. So we kind of get the idea they have experienced past the movies that we've watched. Yeah. So maybe they have experience with multiversal or just other villains. Like this happened to them already. Maybe. Yeah. That can, <laughs> also, are they going to tell that they look different? Are they going to see like, oh, I'm going to look like you when I'm older? Or like, no, you're Tobey Maguire. You're not me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I do think Sony wants Spider-Man to be their Avengers level of, of box office. So they're trying to make this, like, Infinity War, the next one, like, Endgame. That's what I totally envisioned them in my head. They want that money. Oh, uh, so you're saving you're saving that connected universe for another movie or for this one? For the next movie. The next movie. I think it's, uh, these are the stepping stones to that. And they already, like... Remember, remember Spunk? Yeah, they changed the name, right? They changed the name. Yeah. In the, before, Spunk stood for Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters. Yes. Right. Yes. So Spider-Man is not in that title. Now it's like Spider-Man's... It's Sony Spider-Man movies. Or Sony Spider-Man characters. Yes. Right. So now Spider-Man is in that, meaning they want Spider-Man to be their guy and they're pulling him back from Marvel. And I think this is Tom Holland's exit from the MCU. And now it's just going to be Spider-Man stuff with Sony. And they want to make Spider-Man by himself as big as all the Avengers as far as box office sales, movie viewership. Yeah, that's um, hard to do. It's hard to do, but if a character is going to do it, it's Spider-Man. Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. And I think that's what they want so they're trying to make spider-man scale of like of like such a harrowing uh yeah obstacle you know I mean? yeah they want this to be their infinity war and they want the next one to be their end game oh set up still as far as like the effects of the to the rest of the universe and i think i think they will connect venom and morbius and all these other movies in the next spider-man yeah do they make them his villains or I mean specifically uh, Venom because he's such a seems like a hero. Uh, and I, I Morbius has so. a whole movie. I don't think they don't like each other, but I think they have to work together. Yeah, I uh, 
Doesn't the girlfriend have to die at a certain point and then Eddie Brock will like be angry at him? Oh, maybe. Right. I could, that'd be kind of fun. We have this guy for hero for two movies, Venom. As a good guy. As a good of. guy. And then once he meets up with a real hero, he turns evil or Maybe he's not bad. evil, but he hates Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's kind of Venom's whole attitude for a long time. Yeah. It could happen. Yeah. Do you, did you hear the rumor that Venom's going to get delayed again? Even again? Yeah. Now it won't come out till January of next year. January or February. So it'll be after Spider-Man. You think? Oh, wow. Yeah. You think it was a response to that at some point or for some reason? I think it's they want to ride the hype of Spider-Man because everyone's going to go watch Spider-Man and that might want them to lead to watch Venom. Whereas Venom's not going to lead people to watch Spider-Man. Everyone's already going to watch Spider-Man. You know that's what I mean? true. Yeah. You want to ride the wave. Okay. Uh, I mean, that sucks just because I want stuff sooner, but it makes sense for them plotting their, their budget or if, their, their intake of money. If that does happen, though, that means more. it's taking Morbius to spot and Morbius is getting pushed back. <sighs> Do you think Morbius is even going to be that good? No. Do you think it's going to be as good as Venom 1 or 2? I think... I think... If the Morbius trailer is correct, it takes place in Tobey Maguire's universe because <laughs> it's the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man on the graffiti. Right, from the trailer. So, multiverse. <laughs> oh, boy. How did they connect it? Because we, we didn't get indication of Michael Keaton yet in a Spider-Man No Way Home, right? So maybe he's yeah. not in this at all. If, if, so that makes sense. It's all. not a Sinister Six movie. It's just a bunch of villains are thrown at him. Yeah. Um, also, before this trailer hit the internet, there was a leaked trailer. Did you know this? Right, on TikTok? Something, yeah. But that trailer was premiered at CinemaCon, which is like a big um, movie festival or whatever, right? Oh, okay. So it's so, releasing live there. Yeah, someone recorded on their phone. I see they're being presented and then that leaked and then that caused sony to like release this trailer maybe earlier than they expected right i thought it was already going to release on august was, 23rd i think it was like kind of close okay um but i think that leaked trailer is not the same trailer what there's more footage in that leaked one even more like you think it's like a full trailer or just like a little bit longer of a, I think it's a little trailer. bit longer and it showed more and spoiler alert i don't want to spoil this for anybody but i have not seen the trailer but i think i've seen screenshots of the trailer oh and and we see Jamie Foxx. Oh, I, I've seen images of him. I thought those were just screenshots that they did release, but okay. No, because it looks all blurry. Oh. Uh, Jamie Foxx, and he's wearing like, it's almost like he works for like PG&E or something. Like construction type construction of Construction with the hazard strips. I've seen I that I think one. that he gets like electrocuted and that's how he gets his powers. Oh. Uh, and then we see William Dafoe. Oh, this is new to me. It's like really close headshot. Like you barely see his shoulders in the shot, but it looks like he's wearing a more comic book Green Goblin costume. Oh, really? Like it's green and then there's almost like a purple hood under over the green costume kind of like an actual like medieval goblin type of look yeah but you know how green goblin has like a red a purple like right tunic yeah. <laughs> but i'm saying it's like less technologically advanced yeah it's yeah. more like yeah. theme or right. <laughs> renaissance vets or something yeah. so it's not like that green goblin armored costume from toby mcguire yeah okay so maybe, I've, I've seen that maybe that like uh those test footage of that like green goblin look mm -hmm. people are always Similar wanted to that yeah yeah that'd be so, pretty cool that's uh, if that's true like uh, that's the green goblin i want to see cool new look i mean like you said with jamie fox it looks like he's gonna maybe have a different backstory mm -hmm. hopefully a different personality is what yeah. i want i mean his his electricity is already different it's yellow like the comic book oh. whereas in the movie amazing spider-man 2 it was blue and ugly <laughs> different flavor of mountain dew yeah. all right he was like cool blast 
And now he's like shock yellow. <laughs> I'm like it already, like flavor already. Um, and then I guess Alfred Molina's dogcock looks slightly different. Same arms, new haircut. Maybe it was just new messed haircut. up in yeah. the in the water. Also, the way wh- whatever is bringing these villains back to life, yeah, it's right before they do die in their own movies, right? So oh, yeah. it's not exactly the same time across the board. Like they all die, right? So it's right before they die. They're gonna be they're like, like plucked. We- yeah, plucked. They're gonna have like weird. Um, mental, I don't know, disorientation because like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just coming back to life. I thought I was dead. Mm-hmm. Is it, That's going to throw them off a bit and they're going to go haywire in a brand new universe. Uh, I want to see that go about. If it is Sinister Six, mm-hmm. we confirm three, which is like Jamie Foxx, Electro, uh, Green Goblin, and uh, Doc Ock. Who's the other three you want to fill out Sinister Six? Uh, if you're pulling from like already seen villains. Okay. I, th- I think I like the idea of the lizard. Okay. Right? I sure. think uh, he got a bad rap in that movie or it was I don't know if I love those movies mm-hmm. um, I don't want Venom right Okay, that, ma- that makes sense to keep him out you don't like the idea of Sandman I kind of like sure. Sandman I mean it's not my favorite but I, I get why you would be in there I remember I remember him from uh, the video games is pretty hard villain to fight mm-hmm. um, who else there's one more spot I think who I would think you pick I, I would pick James Franco okay we already got a goblin on the team no he's not goblin he's James Franco oh wow worst villain <laughs> <laughs> Sexual predator, James okay. Franco. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Strange is going to pluck Seth Rogen to fight on the team as a hero. Yeah. So that's who I would pick. Really? Okay. <laughs> okay well, there are some of these that are duplicates in the other universe, like Dane DeHaan. That was, that was so weird. bad. Uh, so, ugh. yeah. I, you know what I did like in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was Norman Osborn. He was like dying, right? Yeah. And he had a disease that almost made him look like a goblin. Oh. His disease, like his hands, his fingernails are growing super long. Yeah. So like, I think Dane DeHaan was like trying to cure that or his dad was trying to cure it. And Dane DeHaan, Harry Osborn, was scared that it's hereditary so he took the untested cure and that's what made him into evil (laughs) such a bad performance too to be honest it looked ugly. Yeah. It looked like the leprechaun. Oh, the the horror movie villain? Yeah. yeah. It was just, sometimes I give it up to the movie and the issue, but mm. I think he also did a bad performance as the Green Goblin, as his goblin. Yeah. And it's weird because he's kind of a good actor. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. I agree. agree. Okay. But about like the Tom Holland villains we've seen so far, do you think Mysterio comes back? Do you think Vulture is there? Do you think Donald Glover becomes Prowler? <laughs> For a long time, I was like, Mysterio might be just the cause of this. He's still alive. He did, mm-hmm. never died. And he's just fooling Peter one last time yeah. into talking to someone else that has magic powers right. to do this whole thing. But like, I don't like the idea if Mysterio does everything because he could change what everyone sees. This is too much of a cop-out. Like Mysterio is just the villain every single time. What if he was from a different multiverse? Because that's what he said to Peter in the last one. Oh, right. It was just a... A, a double trick on him yeah like, huh? I, I think i don't like it i like him i like him just being a douchey guy okay right yeah that makes sense to me but i do want him alive and i want him sinister six down the road not in mm. this movie i don't want to appear in this movie okay jake gyllenhaal jake gyllenhaal yeah mm. i felt like it was also like a weird role for him to take he's a he's like a really successful actor right now too yeah like why would he take a role that he dies right away the same movie some actors don't want to sign like long contracts that's true too so maybe that's why but maybe he did and it's just not like back to back to back movies yeah yeah I, I, I want him to be, still be alive well I mean this trailer is all the internet has been talking about but we still have other news oh, if you yeah. want to talk about it forgot we're doing a podcast yeah <laughs> 
Uh, it's running long, so we'll just quickly talk about a Marvel game that the trailer dropped. It's called Midnight Suns. Suns with a U. Yes. What What is this? I don't know what this is at all. So, um, as far as the story of the game, right, it's kind of like... Uh, it, it's based on a 90s uh, comic book storyline, Rise of the Midnight Suns. That's kind of around Ghost Rider and, and Blade and like the dark mystical parts of the Marvel Universe, right? So, I know that, but is that S-O-N-S? It is. So, this is just a play on words of that? This is a play on words, yeah. Because it's not all dudes on the team. There's some females on the team. Mm. Uh, so this new thing, it's like an XCOM type game centered around that backstory where like Lilith, this woman that's like from, I guess from hell, is bringing hell to earth and is trying to bring all the demons up and attack earth, I guess, and rule the realms. I'm assuming. I don't never read this. I was not never a 90s guy. Uh-huh. And Ghost Rider, I think this might be their Ghost Rider's best storyline I hear. Okay. Um, but it's kind of a connected thing with all these mystical villains or heroes. And then this one's going to loop in some of the heavy hitters of the Marvel Universe like Captain America, Iron Man is mixed in, Captain Marvel uh, and also like Doctor Strange Nico Mm -hmm. Minoru from Runaway so other mystical people that were not in the original comic book storyline. Right, right, yeah. Mm -hmm. When I first saw the trailer I thought, oh, uh, the Avengers game has a new DLC. Yeah, it does look like that, right? I didn't know this is a whole separate game. Totally separate game. It's made out of uh, Fire's Six, I think Fierus Six. I don't know how to pronounce the name <laughs> Fierus Six, uh, but it's an XCOM type game. The people that made XCOM, like a turn-based strategy game. Yes. Thing is, they're also mentioning that it's not going to share a lot of mechanics from the original game. There's no permadeath because apparently, once a character dies, they don't come back to life. Mm-hmm. In this right. game, they will come back to life. I think this is um, they're tailoring this game, though it's like a strategy game, more for older, experienced gamers. Okay. They don't want them to die because kids might want to play this game too. Yeah, I mean, why would you loop in these, you know, the heavy hitters of the Marvel Universe, like Captain America, Iron Man, mm-hmm. if you're not just trying to appeal to the big market? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like Iron Man does not fit in a Midnight Suns game, but not at you all. have to have him. Yeah, if you're doing a Marvel thing nowadays. Yeah. There's some cool things about it that are I enjoy. They're going to have like this cool like orange and black theme around all the the heroes i think wolverine is on the team too which is that's surprising because he's you know he's a a x-men character but now we're going to finally introduce him to all the marvel stuff so we're starting out with video games that's cool to see it looks like marvel meets mortal Kombat. i don't think it's a fighting game but yeah no it's not but i mean like the aesthetics yeah like them going to like hell or something yeah it looks that way and and like there's scenes in the trailer where like like the scene where ghost rider appears he like walks in it looks like the beginning of a mortal Kombat fight like when the character just introduce themselves character like, intro it's like oh, i'm gonna take you down or something like that it looks like that yeah i can see that it does look like that a lot i like the this is only cinematic too none yeah. of the gameplay yet mm-hmm. i love the cinematic i thought it was like a cool really look, look great you didn't like it i guess it's because it's a cinematic and i didn't see any gameplay yeah i had a lot of questions me too i didn't even know when i first watched the trailer it's an XCOM type game a turn-based game mm-hmm. i thought it was gonna feel like the avengers video game but uh i thought it was the avengers video game <laughs> it's not no um but i like these characters i like these other fringe not fringe but like more darker side of marvel universe with blade and ghost rider and i th- i want to see more of those characters yeah. get to light um yeah i don't know when this game comes out do you know when it's coming out no not at all yeah it's still it was just announced this week so yeah, we'll probably get gone. to see more uh hopefully get to see some gameplay mm-hmm. footage of it and how it works but i'm interested i'll check it out there's a lot of marvel games coming out the avengers guardians of the galaxy so this yes. is just another thing on the list guardians of the galaxy we'll 
mention, I just want to mention it real quick. Okay, go ahead. Comes out in October already. Oh, yeah. And I, they're showing like little clips of it. I'm interested in this game more. This game seems more of a bigger scale game and different from the Avengers game. It's not like a button mashing beat em up type game. It looks like a story game. And uh, they're introducing like new characters in it that I don't even think are from the comics sometimes. And the look of it looks really cool. It's very colorful and out there. And, and it's not exactly the Guardians from the movie either. It looks it's the same roster, but they look and act more like, I think, the comic book. And I think more comic book characters will appear. I think so. I think it's going to have a little bit different feel from the movies. Yeah. The movies kind of make it a lot more playful and fun. Mm-hmm. And while uh, the Guardians are up in space, there's this big, like, uh, like whole societies of people they're fighting or, yeah. or meeting with. And it's going to have that feel of, like, oh, there's a big, there's big yeah. trouble about. So mm-hmm. I think that we're going to have that in this video game more. Like, yeah. I think there's, like, a whole church you have to fight or something. Yeah. I feel like there's not not, not enough people talking about this, even though it comes out in, like, less than two months. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It comes out in October, and I haven't really seen much about it. I'm sure the marketing will pick up closer we get, but, like, I want a good Marvel game, and I haven't gotten one in a while. <laughs> I hope the uh, Avengers hasn't turned the you know the taste of everyone away from Marvel games. Yeah, yeah. Marvel Ultimate Alliance three on the Switch. I still want to get, but. Nintendo games are never on sale. It's still full price to this day. It came out like two years ago. I don't think it's ever going to go on sale. Yeah, so yeah, we'll Nintendo. see. Yeah. yeah. And I know that as soon as I buy it, it will go on sale. Like, I don't think the so. The day after. <laughs> Stuff just stays up there. Maybe Marvel because it's not Nintendo yeah. origin. Yeah. Well, I know Spider-Man took up most of the news, but it's definitely worth talking about. Deserved it. Yeah. Deserved the time. And guys, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just look up Reader Copy. And if you know anyone that's into comic book movies, comic books themselves video games let them know yes yes and we could talk about comic books and all that stuff on instagram facebook and twitter you could find us at the reader copy podcast let's chat about everything all the the spider-man trailer all the the marvel video games let's chat the second mcu movie is finally coming out for this year shang chi and of course we're doing the deadly hands of kung fu for the movie Mm, cool Do you like Aquafina? Yeah, she's funny sometimes. I, I really liked her in um, Ocean's 8. That she was pretty good in that. She was all right. I, I liked her in Crazy Rich Asians. That's what I know her from the most. Oh, doesn't she have like blonde hair in that? <laughs> Does she? Oh, because she's like she's the like weird eccentric friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Crazy Rich Asians, is that like what Shang-Chi's going to be? Just uh, fighting? <laughs> With all the action involved. It looks like the same movie. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're just getting the same people. Is it the second book in the series? <laughs> <laughs> it's Crazy Rich Asians, Legend of the Ten Rings. <laughs> Um, I'm glad that Marvel's finally doing like an Asian-centric cast. Yeah, I mean... Just, in fact, just in Hollywood in general. Just to be doing something like that. Yeah. Yeah, hey, Asians are hot now. Asians are hot right now. So yeah. hot right now. Small <laughs> <laughs> small thing happened that maybe pointed them not to being so hot, but mm-hmm. hopefully this will change anyone's mind. Yeah, we're trying to prove something. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, I'm excited for the movie. I'm going to check it out. So I thought, why not do a book? based around Shang-Chi. All right, yeah, makes sense. Uh, this book is called The Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Mm. Everyone knows Shang-Chi in Marvel is also known as like the master of Kung Fu. Yeah. Right? Yes. He's the guy for martial arts. Yeah. Do you wish that was maybe the title of the movie or does Shang-Chi make 
makes sense more. Master of Kung Fu versus Shang-Chi. Well, it's, the title is Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. And I think maybe the next one will be called Master of Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. But I think this one is him like getting back into that world. Oh, right. Because he's been uh, on the outs for a yeah. long time. He doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And also to get the Mandarin back and give him like a redemption kind of thing because he was treated so poorly in Iron Man 3. People really hate that. I mean, I didn't think of Mandarin that much. So I didn't hate that there was a, a turn. Twist. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I thought it was funny at first but also like i also do think like the mandarin is a big villain give him props like show him for real okay i guess up till now i wasn't really an iron man fan like i mean up till the movies yeah so i didn't think about it that much okay well we'll finally see him in the movie mm-hmm. and um they, they do twist it though because like in the movie it's the mandarin that's his dad right but in the comics it's not his dad mm-hmm. and his dad in the comics is this guy named fu manchu also same idea though like it's his he becomes a he's a villain and shang chi and him like go go at it are at odds because yeah. uh you know he doesn't want to be his father's yeah uh take on i don't his want your future right. <laughs> were you doing that with the asian accent no not at all um, all my accents are asian i'm asian <laughs> so everything i say is in an asian accent but what is what is a uh... <laughs> okay whatever <laughs> Um, so the book we're doing is called The Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Uh-huh. We're, we're doing actually kind of a reboot of it or like a, a retelling of it because we're doing a 2014 miniseries. But this is actually a comic book from like the 1970s. Right. The craze of martial arts movies martial arts was movies, big yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. So uh, it still has a little bit of that feel to it, but definitely maybe like more culturally sensitive now. Oh, I yeah. see. All right. Yeah. Um, Shang-Chi, he, I always thought of him as a sidekick of a character. Yeah. I didn't think of him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the the guy that helps like Iron Fist, right? Kinda. Oh, are they like, like in in the mix together? I think so. I, I think in like Marvel, Iron Fist is like the martial arts guy, uh, and then Shang Chi is like he's just the master of kung fu. <laughs> he's the master of kung fu, but he's not the living weapon Iron Fist. Oh, okay, good point. <laughs> But we're doing a, a retelling of that story, kind of a, a miniseries that came out in 2014 by Marvel, of course. It's the fir- it's a four-issue miniseries. Um, it's written by Mike Benson. He's a writer. Mm-hmm. He's also like uh, a television screenwriter and showrunner. Oh, wow. Showrunner? He's actually more of that than a comic book writer. I think he's only written for Marvel. But get this. He was writer and executive producer for The Bernie Mac Show. <laughs> really? <laughs> so you can see how he, the... that leads into show. Right, the similarities, Bernie Mac, <laughs> similar you. Yep, it's, you can draw a straight line. Right. Um, and then after um, the Bernie Mac show, he worked on Antaraj. 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 So again, put Bernie Mac and Antaraj together, you get Shang-Chi. Right. Bernie Mac, I think Shang-Chi were in Antaraj. <laughs> but for Marvel... <laughs> He did work on like Moon Knight, Punisher, Wolverine, Luke Cage, and uh, but I know him for writing this book. I never read his work on the other ones, mm. but I think this book is pretty good. Sounds like a lot of street level characters. Yeah, he's worked on. He is worked on this book with artist uh, Tan Eng Huat. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Good try. Yeah, uh, he's Malaysian, so I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. Sure, but he's also known as Kotu Kutu. I think that's like maybe it's like his artist name, like a pseudonym. Yeah. Okay. Um, he first got discovered in like this Asian comic book 
kind of like meetup kind of thing. Like a con? Like, like a convention? Almost like a con, but like almost like a tryout kind of thing, like spotlighting Asian comic book creators oh. and trying to get their name out there. And it worked because DC hired him. And his first thing he worked with DC was he was drawing for the, the newer versions of Doom Patrol. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So if you like those, he was working on that. And then he then worked on The Authority and JLA. But then he switched over to Marvel, where he did um, Silver Surfer and Ghost Rider. Okay. on those characters. Pretty cool. And then now on, on this. And then he won an Eisner Award in 2004 for Best Penciler. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, like, he's good. Wow. Impressive. <laughs> His art style is different, though, I think. Yeah? Than most comic books. It seems like a lot of like exaggerated faces at some point. Maybe right. because there's high action. You're getting slapped mm-hmm. around in this martial arts. It's very graphic, almost like um it's like figures and people but it's almost like a graffiti style to it oh interesting yeah so i really like how it looks um and like i said we're doing the first four issues well it's a mini series so it's only four issues mm-hmm. but it starts off in London. London town. Uh, in Chinatown of London town. Yeah. And uh, we're not following Shang-Chi yet, but we're following an Asian lady, woman. But she's being like chased. Like she's trying to escape. She's running around Chinatown in London. And all of a sudden, like these three like ninjas appear in front of her that right. are chasing her. Masked ninjas. But they're like almost like Mortal Kombat ninjas. You know what I mean? Like not traditional ninjas. Almost mystical side, right? Right. One has like, like a whip, but like, you know, several whips coming out of one handle yeah and then one guy has like a chain that he's swinging around and then another guy has like these ring circle blades oh the chain one tries to use his his weapon to take the head off of this female character but instead it chops the head off a metallic uh monkey statue and she grabs the head that that cut off and she's like using it like to block the attacks of these ninjas nice and then she uses it to smash this window and behind the window is like a knife so she has like a weapon now she labels these ninjas the characters as shadow ghosts and they're hunting her down and this, this sequence is really cool it's like three on one she's like losing right because it's three on one one of them like grabs her ponytail and like drops her down to the ground so to escape this hold she cuts off her ponytail oh okay like, it, the action in this is like feels very jackie chan like we're like very unique ways of kind of like escaping right and also like just getting away from the skin of your teeth right right, yeah. right at the very end like jackie chan would like jump through a ladder to escape you know what i mean <laughs> it was, right i i mentioned jackie chan when we were talking about shang chi yeah i think it's you know very fitting you were kind of on me about that i think he's his action is on point like it's gonna look a lot like that i'm hoping for the movie okay you don't want it to i'm not I, it might be yeah i wouldn't mind it but it's just too much of that it's just could could you not <laughs> why i don't get it okay i don't know i think it, it doesn't look like jackie chan martial arts okay from the trailer that i've seen uh some spots do not with the mystical stuff of course okay. when i think of jackie chan i think of ah, ah that's what <laughs> i think of and that's not what i see in chung chi that's what i want to see okay <laughs> no, you want to see the bloopers <laughs> Um, she's trying to escape, right? And she literally throws a knife into like the face of one of these ninjas, mm-hmm. but he's like not stopping. Like the knife is in his head and he's like still attacking her. This guy's still lurching forward, trying to get to him. And then their leader arrives, the leader of these three. Right. This is of course, Razor Fist. <laughs> Taser face. No, no, you're wrong. It's Razor Fist. <laughs> 
Um, he looks kind of like in the movie, like he literally has a blade coming out of like an, where his hand should be. Yes. But in the comic, it's both hands. He's a little bit more serious looking, like kind of like a Mad Max aesthetic to him mm-hmm. with like a whole mask on. And he like does not hold back because he has no hands. He can't hold. Uh, he stabs her with both of his blade hands. And almost like, like literally like picks her up in the air and then like rips her in half. And no hesitation. You can't see it because it's, it's too graphic. But like on the panel, on the image, it's like her head is on one side and her legs are on the other side. So I think she's two pieces right now. Yeah. She's definitely like split. (laughs) Then we uh, follow our hero for the story. We finally see Shang-Chi as he's driving down a snowmobile in the Rocky Mounds looking for crossbones. Crossbones is in this helicopter and he's got like a, like almost like a machine gun shooting down at Shang-Chi on the snowmobile and it's like a cool Mission Impossible sequence. Mm -hmm. Shang-Chi like hits like a slope and like it's almost like a jump into the helicopter with the snowmobile. With the snowmobile crashing straight into it. And then he captures um, Crossbones and like he parachutes down and like he's got him caught right and at the same time he's getting a phone call from Captain America. Oh the big guy Stars and Stripes and the phone call is mentioning that uh, one of Shang-Chi's past love interests, Liu Yu, Liu Ku Yu, yeah. has died. And if that is, of course, the woman that died at the beginning of the story. Killed by Razor Fist. Yes. So now we're at like Avengers Tower. He's talking to Captain America. And Shang-Chi, he's like an Avenger here, right? Yeah. That's why he was on a mission to capture Crossbones. On the team. And But he's requesting to Captain America, the leader, like, can I please have some time off to go to London and mourn for um, my pretty much my ex? Right. Say right. goodbye. Um, but uh, Shang-Chi, he's the mission. Like, it's not for revenge. It's not about that, right? Yeah. He, he moves in a way of just justice, not revenge right. anymore. He's not going to go after Iron Fist. Not Iron Fist. Razor Fist. Yes. And he just wants to say goodbye to his, his former lover. Um, so he goes to his his dojo here and he's telling his, like, he's got like these three students and they're like sons of the tiger. Yeah. Um, it's a black guy, white guy, Asian guy. Cover all bases. Right. Inclusive in the yeah. 70s. Pretty smart. <laughs> um, but one of them's like, dude, Shung, like, go and find this guy and kill him. Right. But he's like, no, you don't understand. Like, I'm not after revenge. And if we keep doing this, like, it'll never end, right? Right. We have to, like, put this to rest, and that's not why I'm going there. Right. And the other two are, like, respecting him and all this stuff, but the, uh, the one guy, the Asian guy, is just like, if, if it was me, I'd be there to kill this guy. But he's showing restraint. He's just visiting these guys to receive a sword that belonged to Liu Ku. Liu, how do you pronounce it? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll call it Lee, right? Okay. So he's just getting one of her past swords that he's going to uh, bury with the body. And so he travels to London um, at the funeral and gives the father the, the sword that belonged to his ex and looks at images of her. And it's just a parting moment, right? A really solemn moment for him. Right. And I like these because it's like three pages of just like silence. Mm-hmm. Like there's no talking, there's no narrative or anything. And it's really like, you know, he's just mourning, right? Right. He's even looking at like old photographs of him and her. And, you know, even though he said, I'm not after revenge, part of him, of course, is still like, I got to know why she was killed. So he goes to the Chinatown to just like find any clues or ask questions. And it's just like a bustling Chinatown that you see in like a lot of places of the world, right? People are sweeping and all that. People are just doing their business. Um, But he does realize there's a tail on him. There's like a weird atmosphere with everyone. Makes like quick glances towards him and um, he's maybe in danger. He can sense it, right? Mm -hmm. So he goes into a building and we see somebody follow him into the building 
And then the next shot is that guy being pushed out of the window of the building. Right. Action ensues as he tosses him to the ground. Right away, this uh, man that was following him bites down on a cyanide pistol and kills himself. Yeah. So he can't question him. He can't get any answers. Right. And then all of a sudden, like more people who are like, they look like they were just citizens of Chinatown. Regular people. Just turn and start attacking Shang-Chi. Like one of them pulls out a sword and he's like fighting him and then all of a sudden like he's trying to escape and the door he runs into there's someone in there that's attacking him now it's like a female who was dressed like a nurse or something sure starts fighting him so like he doesn't even know who these people are but the, everyone's just after him yeah he, uh, he gets them down to the ground and he looks like he's about to win and then arrives is this helicopter and these soldiers come up repelling down from up above it's revealed that the their leader is this character blackjack tar blackjack tar is now like a, a director of MI6. Oh. MI6 is like um, an FBI of, of England. British intelligence. Right. Right. And he's like, oh, they know each other. Him and Shang-Chi know each other. In right? the past, yeah. In the past. And he's saying like, uh, I know why you're here or whatever, but you stay out of our way. We'll figure it out. And and if you get in our way, we'll have to like, you know, apprehend you too, arrest you too. And Shang-Chi's, he's pretty much like making fun of him. And like, you could try, but uh, there's nothing you could do. You can't catch me or whatever. That'll be easy enough to take care of you, right? Yeah. But really, Blackjack Tar knows this and he's like talking to like one of his like second in commands and he's like, let Shang-Chi do whatever he wants because he can go places and get answers that we can't. Right. Because it's like, that's beyond our jurisdiction. His skill set too. So just let him lead the way and find the people behind this and then we'll just swoop in at the end and take credit. <laughs> I see. Makes sense. So like Shang-Chi said, he's not going to investigate, but of course that's what he does right. he goes to this uh, dirty bar in london mr wong's bar and there's just like you know people of the underground here the people that are uh, all the criminals and gangs of london mm -hmm. uh, and they don't want to give up anything to shang chi as he questions them up and down they have no uh, they don't want to tell him anything right and he's always asking like do you know this guy uh he's holding up like a picture and then finally like the big bouncer of the bar goes up to him like this guy is tall like, looks like he's like seven foot like he towers over Shang-Chi. Huge brut brutish guy. He like bear hugs Shang-Chi and like drags him out of the bar and he's like, enough of you, you need to get out, right? And he throws him out and then Shang-Chi kind of like gets back up and he's like, I'm going to go back in there and get my answers and I don't care if you're in my way. And the guy's like, there's no way you're getting back in. Look at me. I'm like bigger than the doorway. <laughs> totally, right? yeah. And then the next shot is like, do you know like Bruce Lee used to do like the one inch punch? against the chest and like yeah. yeah and they would like knock people like feet back yes he does that like it looks like he barely moves his fist like just one inch little bump and he goes flying so like across the bar already through the doorway and this gets the attention of everyone in the bar all the gang members like oh sorry we're so rude to you even the bartender's like all right, I'll tell you everything you want to know. Right. And he kind of like finds the whereabouts of this guy that he's looking for. And it's the white dragon, right? The white dragon. White dragon. That's who he needs to find. Yeah. So he's leaving and the big uh, bouncer guy, he grabs a knife and he's like, where are you going? It's not over, right? Like, there's no way I'm going to let you leave by doing that to me, right? But he starts getting hit by a bunch of like ninja stars. These came from this one character called Skull Crusher. What kind of a name is that? But it's this guy that has in like a- 
washes, <laughs> like um, Chinese, like tr- traditional garb, right? Right. Like that, that like a um, flat-looking hat and long hair, like a ponytail. And he, this guy's like a triad clan leader, right? Right. Like a gang leader. So the triad has like a bunch of clans within it, mm-hmm. and he's the leader of one of the clans, right? Right. And this is of course a famous like Shang-Chi villain, like an- another person he tussled with in the past. Right. So once he sees him, he gets into like fighting stances, like. Why are you here? Uh, I don't want any trouble, but I'll fight you if I have to. But Skullcrusher's like, I'm not here to fight. And I'm not the same Skullcrusher that you knew in the past. Right. I've I've changed my ways. And he's trying to prove it to him, right? So they're walking and they're talking as they go down like the streets of Chinatown. And he's like, you see that orphanage there? Like that used to be like a dive bar. And I turned it into like an orphanage. And now I feed and house like 30 kids who would be homeless if it weren't for me. Right. Right. But Shang-Chi's like, of course, but these might be your future soldiers in the future, yeah. right? Uh, it's all just a ploy. And Skullcrusher's like, yes, but at least they're eating, right? Yeah. So he knows, like, those Skullcrushers putting up this front, like, I've changed and I'm building up my community. He's he's still, like, doing evil things. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. But it is a stark different from his past, what right. evil yeah. doing. So it's the same way, though, like, in a, do you remember the movie American Gangster? <laughs> Yeah, where does that have the time? He is a drug dealer, gang leader guy, but he's supporting his community. So the people in the community like him. Right. But he's doing bad illegal things. Right. It's like the organized crime, but right. giving back to the community. Right. It's like like when people ask favors to the godfather. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. 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 Godfather. Right. Right. So he is like kind of like a local hero almost. Sure. Okay. I can believe that. It, the, the orphans do seem to love him and, and uh, even he like helped out this one struggling business that was being terrorized by other gang leaders. Mm -hmm. He like um, helped them out too. So there's some good points about him. But then he kind of pours salt on the wound because he's like, you're not going to want to hear this, but uh, Leku, before she died, I used to hit that. (laughs) (laughs) Your ex, right? I was in bed with her. Yeah, we were a couple right before she died. So like, take that. Apparently, Leku was a good uh, character this whole time, worked for MI6 also, but was undercover underneath Skull Crusher's organization. But as she was undercover for years, she kind of like almost like fell in love with him. Crazy. Yeah. And she's, she even told him the truth. Like, I am undercover, but I want to give that up to be with you. And you can trust me. Like, I, I, I'm like laying it out on the line. I'm telling you everything because I want to be with you. And he accepted her. He's like, okay, you told me everything. And like, I, I trust you more now because you told me everything. Right. And you're going to be like my second in command almost already. Crazy. So this indicates that Skullcrusher has something against whoever killed Leiku too. Yeah, he wants to know. There's some reason for Shang-Chi and Skullcrush to kind of work together, right? Yeah, but he still doesn't like him. And he probably doesn't like him even more now. <laughs> I think so too. But Skullcrush does have some info. So he hands a piece of paper with an address on it that is uh belongs to whoever uh to to the address of White Dragon. Right. It's a brothel. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes there and he goes in the elevator. In London it's like fancy brothels. It's not like a dingy one, you know what I mean? I think they have all sorts of brothels. Why do you want to judge them? Okay. Well, it's a nice one. This it's a one, high yeah. society one. 
And as soon as the elevator is open and like the penthouse suite, like, you know how there's like a head? Madame. Madame. Yeah. Right. She opens and she's like, oh, hello. Welcome, sir. And she rings a bell. And then like all the prostitutes yes. come out in the line. Women and, of the night. And he's pretty much, she's like, okay, pick whichever one you want. Right. And he's like, actually, I pick you because I want to talk to you. What? Oh, so he's just there for an investigation. Right. But uh, the Madame is saying, I'm sorry, I can't help you. There's nothing I have for you. Right. But Shang-Chi just takes the mask. She was wearing a mask on her face rips it straight off and it's revealed that there's scars on her eyes and it's obvious these came from razor fist right so she's like upset now she calls in like the the guards so the guards come barging in and as soon as they like bust through the door shang chi does like the jumping air splits you see this in the trailer <laughs> it's really cool like he kicks two guys in the face doing the splits in the air straight of van damme stuff right yeah knocking out these two guys and he wakes them up already uh bandaged down a uh, held captive right by mm-hmm. shang chi he tosses some water on them and it looks like the whole brothel all the girls are now on shang chi's side yeah they all have like pots and like broken bottles yeah because like of course these guards probably treat them like crap yeah abusive right so he leaves them there and they're gonna like beat up these guards now right and then shang chi goes to like um like a, it's like a memorial wall, right? And in his head, it's like, I don't need to hunt Razor Fist because now that he knows I'm here because he went to the brothel, yeah. he'll come to me. Right. This memorial wall has a list of all the names of the dead clan members of right. the, that gang. So um, this brings attention of Razor Fist and he arrives there ready to fight and they just go into battle. Shang-Chi uses his power against him and forces Razor Fist's blades into the wall. And so they're stuck there, right? He's stuck. <laughs> And then uh, Razor Fist is also with those, like, his three, like, whatever, henchmen ninja guys. Minions. From the beginning. Yeah. And they're fighting Shang-Chi. And all of a sudden, to, like, even up the odds are the Daughters of the Dragon. This involves Misty Knight and Colleen Quinn, right? Yeah. Familiar from them from the... uh, Iron Fist TV show or uh, Luke Cage. Right. In the in the TV show, though, Colleen is Chinese or Asian. Right? Yeah. Here she's, she's white. Yeah. <laughs> That's some Asian washing there for you. <laughs> it's Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> but they're there to help Shang-Chi. They're kicking ass, right? They're fighting. Um, one of the like henchmen of Razor Fist, like all of a sudden, like he grows arms. I think, yeah. Another set of arms. So he has four arms now, this ninja character, kind of like that Mortal Kombat character, right? With the four oh, arms. Oh, like Goro. Goro, right, right, exactly. And Colleen is actually gets the pounce on him and stabs a blade straight through one of his extra arms. And they take <laughs> that, right? And they're fighting, but they're defeating them, so they have to escape. But as they're uh, kind of like leaving, Shang-Chi notices like a tattoo on one of the, the henchmen guys, right? Mm-hmm. So he knows now who is kind of like behind all this. And he tells um, Colleen and Misty, he's like, go to uh, MI6, right? And show them that the henchmen have this tattoo. And he, he draws it on Colleen's arm where the tattoo was, but in blood. <laughs> oh, wow. Pretty, pretty dark. This tattoo indicates that they're using black magic. Right. So, so mystical stuff you don't want to tussle with. That's how that guy grew extra arms. <laughs> right. Um, but now Shang-Chi knows where White Dragon is. 
and he's at like it looks like a club this was a big thing in these 70s uh like movies right like they go to clubs to fight oh yeah yeah what is up with that the martial arts movies studio 54 right oh is that a big thing <laughs> okay <laughs> but he like imagine like the club is loud music everyone's dancing and he just like kicks down the door and he's ready to confront white dragon and a white dragon's like on the stage like waiting for him to show up it's like a party yeah right he's like you're finally here to fight right like, i've been i've been waiting for you now this white dragon character he's got like a red torso and white arms with his costume and he's wearing like that chinese dragon face right like almost yeah, like a furry dragon like a mask right? yeah um, he's there, but also with him is like this guy in a, like a trench coat and hat that is almost like advising him, but you can't see who it is. Right. In the shadows. Um, Missy and Colleen, uh, they go to like, uh, this monastery, right? Where I guess they would find out about who would be using the black magic. Yeah. Where they stole the black magic from. Right. But when they get there, all the monks are like dead already. So there's been some mayhem going on here. Somehow they did take the, uh, the black magic. Magic, the shadow ghosts. And meanwhile, uh, while they find out that something's happened and they took the... like, It's like the book that you can learn black magic. Uh, Misty gets a call and it's from the three sons of the tiger. So they're like ready to tag along to fight out, fight it out at the club. And they arrive there as uh, Shang-Chi is fighting off all the henchmen. The, the sons of the tiger and the daughters of the dragon are working together along with Shang-Chi. And White Dragon makes his escape along with that trench coated character. But uh, Shang-Chi realize they're gonna get away if i don't split through this crowd of people he's literally like jumping on people's heads to like get out of the the club and um th- I, I i wonder if the movie is a nod to this scene when but like because like white dragon and the guy in the trench coat jump into a car and drive away and shang chi grabs like keys from the valet and jumps on a motorcycle to chase them but in the movie shang chi plays a valet oh, <laughs> that's what they got from this <laughs> easter eggs but it's all connected so he's Junkie is chasing them, following him, and it leads them to um, the outskirts of London, where it's like a big, almost like castle that is White Dragon's like hideout lair right serious stuff going on here as shang chi is hiding in the bushes but arriving there is someone else it looks like a villain it is it's skull crusher skull crusher but remember he's not here for shang chi he's like don't worry i'm here to help you and defeat white dragon because he killed you know the love of my life <laughs> yes i realize now why he's called skull crusher his choice of weaponry is two big metal balls connected with a chain yeah that's his weapon to crush your skull with awesome yeah <laughs> he crushed a lot <laughs> shang is like ready to fight it's like why are you here like i told you just get out of my way he's like dude like i'm here to help you like i'm not who you think i am anymore so just please can you please <laughs> <laughs> let me join right and so they they work together finally to try and sneak into this state shang chi is using some uh evasive material to kind of get away from all of these guards but skull crusher just throwing this metal balls at their yeah. heads to crush their skulls very different tactics of getting in like shang chi's like sneaking and like taking guys out from behind yeah and skull crusher is like screaming it like yeah <laughs> so funny um, they break in down and they're like going down into like the tunnel layer of the of the base. It's straight up like a castle, the feel of this place. Yeah. And there's like a long dark hallway. And there's like one guard in the middle of the hallway and they take him out and Skullcrusher's like, why would there be one guard like just in the middle? And then Shang-Chi's like, because he's guarding something. And he like pushes one of the like the bricks in the wall and it's like a secret passage. Oh, wow. Inside is this secret dungeon looking place. There are metal spikes out the ground, like big metal poles 
poles with about like six heads, like severed heads mm -hmm. stuck on those pikes. And they've been rotting there. Like they've been there for a while. And um, now Skullcrusher and Shang-Chi are looking at it. And Skullcrusher, I think he realizes what's going on here, right? He yeah. recognizes these heads and he's like, Shang, I need to tell you something real quick before something happens. And he's telling him a story about Lei Ku, like how they were in love, right? Yeah. And he's like, we were so in love, we made a pact and we made like a promise to each other. But before he could finish what he's the story is about what he's telling white dragon enters the room white dragon enters and they go into full-out brawl even uh with the two of them it's kind of hard to take down the white dragon hey, he's like pretty fast making swipes with uh random blades that he's gone on them they've fought for a while now but the two of them finally get the upper hand on white dragon he's on the ground and he's like that's it you're you've lost give up but then it's almost like they're magically sucked to the wall and then like chained up on the wall and they're like tied up against the wall and then entering the room now is the guy that was in the trench coat but his trench coat is like off of him so you could fully see who he is now yes it is revealed to be this character called midnight sun from uh, the game no <laughs> completely different it's just a coincidence that's the same name but this guy is called his re first name is m9 yeah you know, i'm i hope i'm pronouncing that right but is actually shang chi's adopted brother yeah do you ever did you ever hear about this character before you know not at is? all do you did you yeah so this guy is called midnight sun yes mostly referred to as midnight oh he's got like this skin tight all black suit like all the way like to his face is like covered in black skin tight suit costumes okay right? You can only like see his eyes and his mouth and his trench coat. <laughs> what is his deal? So he was, remember how I said Shang Chi's dad was Fu Manchu, who was a villain, right? Yes. He took in Midnight or Nai, right? Right. And, and adopted him as his own, right? So he was like the, pretty much the brother of Shang Chi. But where Shang Chi rebelled and became a good guy, Midnight followed in his father's footsteps. And became like this evil villain. I see. Okay. And he's like mystical arch type figure too, right? Yeah. He, he's the one that's into like black magic. I see. And that's this whole plan. He's the one orchestrating this this whole plan with all these triad clan member heads. He's going to perform uh, their father's dying wish. Right. And like you said, like all the heads on the pikes, they're like the leaders of all the clans of the triad. And there's two empty pikes that he has to finish to fulfill the destiny, right? Fulfill the spell. And one of them is White Dragon. And White Dragon is there like, okay, I know what I have to do. I have to sacrifice for this thing to happen. And he like bends down and like leans his head out. And then Midnight like cuts his head off. Severs it. Like he, he, he just willingly put his head out there to get cut off. And then drops that head onto one of the spikes. So now there's only one more. One more clan leader. That is, of course, Skull Crusher. And he's, again, he's held captive, chained up to the wall. So Midnight, he uh, loosens the chains a little bit just to get at Skull Crusher's neck and Skull Crusher's like don't worry about it just continue yeah and Midnight does sever the Skull Crusher's head and goes down to the ground Shang-Chi's like no like he's trying to fight the chains off but Skull Crusher's like no I, I kind of deserve this I was an evil guy back in the day he was so I know this is what I have to do and he's like Shang-Chi don't worry it's okay it's okay and he gets his head cut off right and his severed head is like there on the floor and then he puts it on the pike and then he has the book uh, Midnight has the book that he stole from the monks right yeah and he start to perform the ritual uh and you can see like the the magic is like hurting shang chi like it's affecting him but the blood stain on the ground that was left by skull crusher's head it's cut off head yeah like out of the puddle of blood emerges uh lei ku who is like she's almost like a spirit coming out of it her 
revived body comes out of it and it's a glowing blue aura around her and this is i guess the connection that the pact cause of the pact between Skullcrusher and leku that if one dies the other comes back to life and it's almost like she's like a zombie now because she's like covered in blood right and she looks like sinister almost and she sees the head of Skullcrusher, and she like wipes the like the blood off and then she just turns to midnight like i'm gonna kill you right so he just she just takes a big swing at midnight and he goes tumbling to the wall shang shi gets released from his clutches and so there's like all this like black magic going around there's like storms erupting into the sky connecting to this one singular estate so this draws the attention of uh black jack tar at mi6 headquarters and so they realize oh they have uh who did all this this whole black ritual magic right and they're like okay like i said we're gonna swoop in at the end and take credit now's the chance let's all go right totally so they're all headed there. Also, like the daughters of the dragon and the sons of the tigers. Remember, the sons of the tigers is like the, the kind of like the students of Shang Chi. They're all on their way there too, right? Because they can see like this energy blasting out of uh, White Dragon's headquarters. But then teleporting in on like this double decker bus that the, they're on is the ninjas that are like Razor Fist's henchmen. So it's like an all-out brawl. The sons of the tiger and daughters of the dragon fighting off these ninjas, but Leku with her black magic can just subdue these ninjas with the blue aura they, they go mad almost and they crumble to the ground and of course leku has a vendetta against razor fist he's the one that killed her right so razor fist is fighting her while midnight is like trying to escape through like a secret door so shang follows him like it's chasing him down midnight has got this whole weaponry of maces axes trying to get at shang chi but with a big kick straight to the head, Shang-Chi can knock out Midnight. So he's got him knocked out. He's dragging him back to like the, the dungeon room. And Leku is has gotten Razor Fist like on his knees and she's like about to kill him, right? And this is when like Shang-Chi's like, no, don't. Like, I know you want vengeance and revenge, but like we must bring him the justice kind of thing, right? And so for their past, she will not kill Razor just because they have a you know a love in the past. Mm-hmm. So for him she will not kill Razor Fist so that you know Shang-Chi just does not want her to turn evil right. after all this this whole thing going on coming back to life and all that yeah but then she says about Midnight it's like for him I will have no mercy yes as uh, she uses the black magic aura around her she draws up dead spirits from the the ground and right. they, like ghosts climb these, up and these are all her. the clan members that get their heads cut off mm-hmm they're all like spirits and they're like dragging Midnight down into hell almost. And so Midnight is gone. Skullcrusher is uh, razorless. He lost his razor blade arms from Leku. And arriving late to the party is Black Jack Tar and MI6 um, throwing smoke in the middle of it to uh, take credit for everything, like you said. Yeah, they capture Razor Fist and his ninjas and they're like saying like uh, to Shang-Chi like, oh, good job, but we'll take it from here, right? And totally. This, you can leave now. And it ends with Shang-Chi finally visiting the gravesite of Leku and like remember the picture that he was looking at mourning her death Mm -hmm. he like leaves it there and it's kind of how it ends like it's weird because she's back but she's not the one that he was in love with uh kind of evil and if anything she dated his evil (laughs) (laughs) enemy nemesis 
Um, so that's how that ends. Shang-Chi was kind of brought back his, his ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. even though she died from the beginning of the, the story. Um, I think there's some good things to pull from this. I wonder if Razor Fist is going to be as terrifying. And I like the I like kind of- Razor Fist is stupid. You think Razor Fist is stupid? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Razor Fist. The name. I mean, it's just blades. He has swords for hands. Yeah. And it's not like at the elbow or anything. It's like at his wrist. So imagine having a sword on your wrist so it's even longer. Like you can't do anything. Like at least in the movie, it's only one. Yeah. Like how does he wipe his butt? Well, I'm assuming he has other attachments. I don't, I don't want to know what those other attachments are. <laughs> I think I think he has other attachments. I think, uh, but he is kind of ridiculous. I like the I do like the seventies kind of vibe from the comic. It's drawing in from that definitely that era yeah. of kind of martial arts movies and um, kind of the low budget feel of those sometimes. Yeah, yeah, definitely feels like that. Like the scene where he goes to like a nightclub to fight White Dragon. It's like it's straight out of like those kind of like uh, exploitive martial arts movies. Back yeah, in the day. totally. Yeah. But I do like my favorite character was Skull Crusher. Oh, really? And how he was in a way trying to change his ways, but still he was not a good guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I like that. And he, he was in love with Leku. And the reason why the spell didn't work is because he made her the clan leader. He gave up the the throne to her. Oh, uh, I thought it was like some type of pact. Like if one dies, the other one comes back. And it's like well, they, I think that was that's like black magic. She came back. Yeah, that's why Skull Crusher knows black magic and realize yeah. what's going on but the reason why midnight's spell didn't work when he cut off his head and put it on the pike is because he wasn't the clan leader anymore hmm, interesting yeah. okay okay there well like there's entries of these characters that i'm not too familiar with that mm-hmm. thought was kind of abrupt like i want kind of maybe a summary of them a bit or introduce them a bit if i'm just someone just reading this for the first time sure like midnight sun i guess skull crusher it's kind of stereotypical you can get to get his vibe yeah but midnight sun i was like who is this guy like, what is his whole deal he looks totally different from everyone else you have to read the 1970s version of this book exactly yeah <laughs> The 1970s one is also in black and white. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it's almost like... It's like a retelling of that one? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, It makes me want to watch the movie more. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I wonder if... Because, like, Razor Fist is in this Yeah. Book. Like, I didn't even know he was in this book before I wanted to read it. And I was like, oh, he's in this book, just like the movie. Like, this is going to be perfect. Seeing him in the trailer did seem weird. Like, it seemed like out of place for that sure. that character. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm curious... The thing with, the, with his father, right? Yeah. Hugh Manchu. The reason why they change it is because they don't have the rights to that character anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they replaced it with Mandarin. Yeah. Did you know, like, they lost those rights. And so I wonder if that marriage of the characters, Mandarin, Fu Manchu, and the way they're going to approach it for the movie is going to be good. It's not going to be too much baggage. I hope that's... Mandarin looks badass in the in the trailers, at least. I think so. Yeah. Uh, was the name Tony Luang? Watch how you speak to me, boy. <laughs> I really like him. He's cool. I think uh, he's probably a famous actor in another country already. And sure, yeah. Maybe, maybe, I think this is apparently his first Hollywood movie. Okay. Uh, he's going to be in a lot of movies, I bet. You think so? Yeah. Because he looked really like menacing in the movie. And he's like doing martial arts too. Like he's not just there as a figure. Figure, yeah. 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 I, 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 I'm I'm honestly pretty excited for Shang-Chi. I, the reviews say it's like very good too. I think the reviews that came in, the early ones, mm-hmm. did change my tide a bit. I wasn't sure about it. Yeah. But the early good reviews make me excited. There's a character in the trailers and in the movie that is not in this book and i wonder if they just changed it uh, like a kind of like 
change them for the movie but there's a character in the movie called um death dealer who is that he's the one that's always with the mandarin and he wears like a mask oh yeah and he looks like the best fighter in the in the movie right i wonder if he replaces like midnight sun or is somehow a combination of some characters but uh he looks cool he looks like he's got a story that we're gonna learn about some some type of backstory yeah i want to learn i don't know about the comics but like like you said he has a brother in the comics midnight sun mm-hmm. in the movie he has a sister oh yeah yeah. I wonder if she's not the most uh, good person. Maybe she has a maybe. darker backstory that... In the trailer, it looked like they're working together, but maybe she betrays him later or is it a double agent? Maybe it's kind of like the Skull Crusher thing where she has a darker past, but mm-hmm. she's willing to do it for whatever to stop their father. Maybe, maybe yeah. She's finally changing sides. Mm-hmm. The only thing this book needed was Aquafina. That's what I'm wondering. Needs it. Where was she? Not. It's not as good. That's funny. If she's just an actual character, the character's name is Aquafina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's rapping. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot she's a rapper. Uh yeah. Well, I I did enjoy the book a lot. It's not super long and it's like just like concise good story. Yeah. And there's actually like scenes like several pages where there's like no dialogue, but you totally get the feel of what's going on cuz he's mourning the death of his ex-lover. I did like uh yeah, Shang-Chi's attitude about it and mm-hmm. like his narration made him feel like an honorable character. Yeah, definitely. That, I like that. Yeah. I like the cameos of like Daughters of the Dragon and Sons of the Tiger. Those sure. guys are cool and um seeing Colleen Wing and Missy Knight kind of like kick ass like they're almost like better than the, the sons of the tiger like oh yeah the two of them like save shang chi she's got a metal arm yeah okay that's why yeah yeah so uh definitely check out it's called uh deadly hands of kung fu that's yes. the official title so it's shang chi's not even in the title but it's about him it's about him yeah there's a lot of these weird uh names for the, the shang chi books but hmm. deadly hands of kung fu cool let's get into side stories it was a pretty roller coaster week I had. Why? I almost thought I was going to lose my job. Why? Uh, when they said OnlyFans is not going to have sexual content anymore. <laughs> I thought, there goes my income. Okay. <laughs> oh, dumb. But yeah, they reversed it, so I'll, I'll be good. They uh, did reverse it? Yeah, they reversed it. That's news to me. Yeah. They found a way to reverse it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason, okay, this is not my side story, but the reason they were going to ban sexual content yeah adult content was uh advertisers right it was the banks i think the banks categorized them in in a different kind of whatever category or whatever okay. so they couldn't use their banks or whatever like that so they found like a loophole to go another way with it and now they don't have to they don't uh, have to reverse re- that reverse that yeah and i'm safe what do you t- what do you pull in like what <laughs> half a million a month <laughs> you say do what you gotta do <laughs> so dumb um but really my side story i didn't have a side story till last night actually oh in the beginning of the year i put out a list of my top five most anticipated movies of this year yeah i remember that i think i've seen like four of them now oh okay one was like mortal Kombat, super fun if you say so it was kind of whatever for me um another one was uh godzilla versus kong godzilla. I, actually i don't remember all of them I don't um, think that was on your Yeah, search. I don't think it was. I don't care about that movie at all. <laughs> it was too great. Yeah, it was not worth my time. Um, Fast 9 was on that list. Okay. Fantastic. More Fantastic Fast and Furious. It was super fun. It was funner than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, also on the list is Spider-Man. That's not out yet. Yeah, right. right. Um, and then another one that was on that list pretty high and really, like, I really wanted to see it. I finally saw it last night and I was like, this movie is so boring. <laughs> Is the Green Knight? Yes, I was in the room while you watched it. Uh, what'd you think? It I was- mean, the 
the visuals of it yes is very good like the set design the costumes the the feel of the movie the atmosphere of the movie character design character design everything was very good like better than like i think like than game of thrones sure yeah. i mean it has a shorter lifespan so they can oh, make it better the acting is also pretty darn good yeah like, it stars um dev patel yeah and he's a great actor i love him in skins yeah <laughs> But this the movie, the pacing of the movie, it drags so much. And I know what they're trying to do. They're, it's a it's like an ominous feel throughout the whole movie. And they're trying to build up to this this climax and it's they want you to kinda like sit in the scenes, you know what I mean? It's atmosphere heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And that it just pulled me out of it though. Like it was just like I can't can't keep up with it because it's like just dragging. The movie is so there's literally like whole two, three minutes of silence sometimes. Oh yeah. Of, of no one talking talking and no music it's just him just like walking or something like something panning for a long time yeah yeah and, and there's a lot of scenes of like metaphorical stuff oh, okay yeah like there's a symbolism scene, yes a lot of symbolism that's not really happening it might be in his head or something like that or just what it represents mm-hmm. and it just felt too like because i think the original story is like a poem or something like it's not even a book yeah it's some old Arth- uh, arthurian story right? right legends legend yeah so they're really trying to stretch it right <laughs> There's no actual beats in the story they can... No, yeah. yeah. There's, like, all the scenes in between scenes, you know what I mean? Like, transition scenes and stuff are too long. Yeah. Because <laughs> the idea is almost like the Odyssey. He has to go on this journey, and on his journey to fight this guy at the end, he encounters all these other obstacles, right? Yeah, it gets him uh, away from his path that he expects to go on. Right. Yeah. But the scenes in between him getting to the next obstacle or, you know, facing that object or whatever... It's just dragging. <laughs> I knew uh, it was going to be slow already. I've got some yeah some notice it's going to be slow. Mm-hmm. And I put myself in that headspace expecting it. It was still a bit too slow. It was still, <laughs> still too, too slow. slow. And you know what? I didn't finish it. I, I didn't even finish it. And it was in my top five anticipated movie That's list. so funny. And I will finish it because we're like 90% done. You think? I, I'll go back and finish it. Because I think it really it, we stopped the movie right when he's about to get to the climax of the movie. Right. But it definitely felt like a movie with great great screenshots oh like this would make a great wallpaper right yeah. yeah and there's like things that happen that are cool they're just too far between each other yeah that's true yeah, yeah. I, I I thought it looked like um, Dark Souls the video game a bit right. with like this you know mystical stuff but also like the darker side of that the yeah. Arthurian era and I was I love seeing that stuff seeing that in a movie mm-hmm. it's just the dragging is so long it's um I believe it's an A24 film. Right. And I, I really like their movies. Like their movies are like not big, big movies. They're more like about the story, right? It's like a studio that's making indie movies. Like, you know, yeah. like their point is to, yeah. but a little bit higher budget. Yeah. Like like Moonlight, I think is an A24 movie. Yeah. Right? Totally. So it's, it's definitely about the story. Mm-hmm. But this story is not like grabbing me. There's not enough meat there. Yeah. I'm wondering if we did see it in a theater, it would be better. No, I'd probably be bored too. You'd fall asleep maybe? Yeah. In the comfortable AC of the theater? Yeah, like I wouldn't mind going to the bathroom. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of points you can go to the bathroom and not miss anything. Right, like you could go to the bathroom, come back and it's the same scene and nothing happened. Totally, yeah. Um, But the things that do happen, like the effects and stuff are really cool and I know the feel of, that they're trying to do, like they're making it feel like disturbing almost to a point because like there's a 
part where he wins a fight, right? It's a it's a medieval story, right? He wins mm-hmm. a, a duel, right? And then all the people around him, all the knights that he looks up to, are like clapping and cheering, but the music is like haunting. Oh, it's yeah. like, what did you do, right? The music is like disturbing and like this is not good, even right. though everyone's like smiling and clapping. And I I like that. I like that feel the the tension that they're building there. But then after that, before you get to the next cool scene or good part of the story, it's like 20 minutes of nothing. Yeah, a lot of travel throughout the movie. Uh, but I do like some of the acting. I think Alicia Vikander is in the movie. Yeah. There was one scene. It's like, oh, that's great acting. Joel Edgerton, I think, is also in it. Yes. And he plays like this character that I don't see him play a lot where it's almost like this, like, I don't know, almost like theatrical kind of like, yeah, welcome kind of kind of guy. Uh, and he's usually not that. He's usually like more of a quiet character. Subdued, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So it was cool to see that. He's usually like an Uncle Owen. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever seen The King with Timothy Chalamet. I've seen like half of it. He's in that. He's oh, really? like kind of a similar character. Where he's, he's, he's in the half that I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> he's in that. He's like a, he's a kind of like the lively guy actually between the two of them. And okay. again, it's also medieval times type of thing. So this is medieval times, times, but of course it's Arthur. King Arthur's in it. So mythology. So mytho- like, like fantasy also. Cause like Merlin is in it for a little bit. And then like he sees like, he runs into like giants he has like a talking animal friend and he runs into like ghosts and stuff. So like, this would be a pretty cool one hour movie. You know what I'm thinking? <laughs> what if it was a TV series? Like yeah. a short, sure. maybe a limited series. Sure. Like each of those cool moments was an episode. Yeah, you could do that. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. The one visualizing it in my head or laying it out. Right. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But as a movie, it was it was difficult to keep my attention on it. Yeah. I think you're falling asleep, literally. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just really slow. It was what? Like number two on your top five for yeah, this year, right? Yeah, because like the trailer looks really cool and the effects, I still say the effects are really good. Like it, there's, there's a scene where it's not really part of the movie. Like it's kind of like just like this build up intro scene. Yeah. Where he's sitting on like a throne and his head just catches on fire, but he's not like it's like part of him. Like it's almost like <laughs> Ghost Riders or something. Sure, it's like a dream. Yeah, that it's was almost like, like a dream, dream sequence. Yeah. yeah, but I guess you know you're just gonna have to move that off your list and put no. Godzilla versus Kong mm. as its spot number two. Or maybe I'll beat out number one. <laughs> I will say, if you force me to rewatch something, yeah. Green Knight or Godzilla, what are you picking? <laughs> I'll just say I probably won't watch Green Knight. You'll that's all. To... That's as far as I'll say. Okay, you'll have to rewatch all of the Godzilla <laughs> movies and King Kong movies. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, dang it, Green Knight! You had so much potential, but not worth my time. Okay. All right, that's all I can say. It's disappointing. Bummer, bummer. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I've just been like exploring Netflix and Hulu and all that to find some whatever TV show to fill my time. Right. Mm-hmm. Another one kind of sounds like the the TV shows I talked about last week, but this show called How to Sell Drugs Online Fast. <laughs> That's a show? That's a show, yeah. It's uh, actually a German show, uh, like all German actors and, you know, done in German, dubbed with English. Um, kind of like Dark, like that, that one series we're talking about. Okay. But um, it's about this uh, teenager, like nerd, nerd teenager, computer savvy guy. Uh, when uh, his girlfriend comes back from like abroad, from like a trip, right? Mm-hmm. She comes back and breaks up with him. Mm-hmm. But the girlfriend... Um, is now into dating the drug dealer of this high school. The drug dealer is like kind of the cool guy of the school. Oh, okay. And so this nerdy guy is like, all right, I'm going to try and get into that world to win her back. And the only way he knows how to compete is to do it online. So oh. like sell stuff, make like a market on the dark web. Right? So he makes German Facebook. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Social 
Eisenberg. Same story. Yeah. He kind of looks like <laughs> really? Jesse Eisenberg a bit, like like same hair and everything. But you know, like really nerdy guy, like buck tooth type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's him and his best friend, who's like this kind of overweight guy who's in a wheelchair and is uh, probably gonna die soon because of some disease he has, right? Oh, okay. But it's just like his his best friend, and they're like they make these all these you know software web apps a lot uh, websites to get famous. This is the only one where they get like actual traction and like selling users drugs. selling drugs online <laughs> and i, I kind of work in tech so i know they're doing something evil or criminal but it's kind of impressive when you see like young people <laughs> make an <laughs> empire so it's kind of inspiring i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna sell drugs but uh it was really 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 uh, entertaining just watching these people uh trying to make their way because they they first get their supplier is this random guy in the german town that's like uh like you know like the bumbling idiot at the town uh-huh. that's selling drugs and it's like hard drugs right like right. like pills and all that and they're trying to um they somehow get entangled with him and like he has to force he's forcing them to sell his own drugs right online because he sees the market okay and they're like tech savvy and they're so, like, it's like breaking bad kind of yeah okay. right they they happen upon a dealer uh-huh. but they realize the stuff he's getting is crap so they're they're trying to they get him get better stuff get better stuff to get him entangled with uh the police uh-huh. and now they have this enemy that's in prison that might get out soon okay so is, is it like a comedy it's yeah it's kind of like a comedy it's not too much of a drama um but i i really like it i mean hmm. yeah it's called how to sell drugs online fast apparently it's a true story oh yeah okay. it's been uh going on for three seasons already i've only finished season one a little bit into season two and i saw on netflix there's even like a documentary that just got released about the real the guy real thing. that did it yeah but the story the true story is in germany yes okay. yeah so they're, they're interviewing a germany guy how uh how is the dubbing because i know in dark was not bad yes how is it here it's not bad here it's believable the voice actors fit for the characters okay and it doesn't distract you too much of it i th- also think like sometimes you, you kind of like it again the well first I forget the setting of Germany. It's different from America, right? There's slightly yeah. differences. But I think... Do they maybe, wear tracksuits? No. Well, the drug dealer might at a certain point, the the, the okay. bad... Yeah, they're getting their yeah. stuff from. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just getting the other styles of different actors from other you know countries, I'm curious if there's a big difference. Germany seems like they're making some good stuff on Netflix at least, right? Like dark in this. Mm-hmm. But I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, how to sell drugs on fast. It's almost like a step-by-step guide to how to do it. Really? Dude. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm going to check that out. That sounds yeah. really interesting. I don't know why I'm like into these like uh, teenager groups that are doing some high crime. Did you watch the documentary? No, not yet. No. I'm okay. still like into season two of this series. I'm oh, enjoying it. Interesting. Yeah. I, I like European shows. Most British stuff because I the, I don't have to get it dubbed. Yeah, but I feel like their their view on things and their like taste and humor is different, so it's like new and refreshing. Yeah, slightly different. I think like English, it's kind of a lot more dry humor. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, what other like good English shows are there? Like, is Killing Eve English or does it just have English people in it? I think it is English, but the main star is American. Right, Central. But o. like, it takes place in London, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and then uh, isn't a lot of Black Mirror stuff English? Yeah, it's an English uh, the series. Whole thing is English. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Some, so there's some episodes that take place in America for sure. Mm-hmm. I think Miley Cyrus is an episode. Okay. Yeah. She's not British. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hannah Montana is. Yes. <laughs> 
right. You have anything else for side stories? Uh, that's it for me. Yeah, me too. Unfortunately, Green Arrow is disappointing. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, I got to go check out Don- Donda. Donda from Yeezy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention he changed his name legally to, to Yay. Yay? Just Yay. Legally? I think so, yeah. Or maybe that's just a news article, but signs point to saying he did. Huh, okay. Is he officially broken up with Kim? Because she showed up at his listening party. I don't know. We could make our own podcast just on Kanye, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Let's think about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to him, get back to you guys. Yeah. All right. Well, if you haven't already, definitely check out the reader copy recap. Still doing What If? Um, we got a new one coming this Monday. So definitely please subscribe to that and the reader copy podcast. Just search us in your podcast app. And if you can, please leave a review, especially on our Apple podcast page. That's the best place to leave a review. Even if you don't use Apple or Apple products, find us on there to leave a review because that's the best place to leave it for more listeners to find us. Yes, sir. And find us on all the social medias, including Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. That's our handle. Talk to us. Hello, guys. You going to watch Shang-Chi? I want to, yeah. All right. Well, we'll probably talk about it next week. Till then, could you hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Bye, guys. See ya.